we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to be around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. My name is Eddie Estrada. I'm here with my co-host, Armin, to talk about our lovely ladies, our next-door neighbors, and that is the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This Not next door this episode, though. No, this episode, the ladies take a trip to one of the great 50 states of the United States, and that is Hawaii. They are on the big island for none other than Camille Grammer, who is keeping the name Grammer because there is way too much paperwork. Um, her <laughs> so wedding. she says. And... It was a very interesting episode. There was some really, really funny parts. There was a very bizarre part, which the episode started with. So yes. let's dive right into the drama. It seems like everyone has basically moved past the Lucy, Lucy, Apple, Juicy drama, except for the one and only Lisa Vanderpump. The ladies are ready to move forward. You know, they're upset that she lied, but they're willing to kind of look past it. Camille has invited uh, Lisa once again to come. Like at the last episode, she said, you know, come to my wedding. I'll make sure, you know, it's fine. I really want you there. We found out on Twitter, actually, that Camille's husband offered to put Lisa in a hotel by herself to make her feel more comfortable without the ladies. No way. And offer her her own kind of situation. What? So that Camille would still have her at her wedding. I didn't and Lisa see this. refused. That's nuts which I find as a slap in the face. If someone is like, I want you there so much and I'm willing to go above and beyond to make sure that you feel comfortable there because I know the situation that's happening. Someone did that for me. I'd be like, you know what? Looking past this, like clearly you have been one of my friends. If I valued someone that much or someone valued me that much, why, why would you go? Why would you not? And think about it. They are doing this on a day that's already probably super stressful. Not a day, but like yeah, during the lead up to a day that requires a ton of attention to detail, a yes. ton of planning, a ton of moving parts. That's not something that they want to be thinking about. But they were. They were thinking about it and they were trying to do their best to accommodate Lisa. Wow. I did not know that. Detail. Yeah. It re- that Who revealed ma- that, Camille? Camille. Wow. Camille wrote about it. Um, but no, Lisa's too preoccupied with this idea. She, she did have to take the lie detector test. So that I think scheduling wise. She did not have to take this lie detector test. No, Eddie. Um, it was on the books. She was scheduled to do it. And I think it conflicted with the wedding. So, Well, here's the thing. <laughs> this also is on Twitter, which we found out. The people who yes, watch. Please tell the listeners this because not everyone is on Twitter. And I don't think everyone caught this. So Eddie has a little. Put on your conspiracy hat, Eddie. Eddie has a little conspiracy, which I think may be true. It's not a conspiracy. They have like photo evidence of it. The people on well, who watch Bravo. Can have photo yeah. evidence. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So Lisa's like, what do you want me to do? Take a lie detector test? Take a lie detector test? And acts like this is like an off-the-cuff thing that her and John says that John Sessa called in and just kind of set up for her. Yeah. And she was, I mean, with Camille, she's like, what do you want me to do? Take a lie detector test? And Camille's like, I don't need you to take a lie detector test. But if you look at Lisa, she's in a white collared shirt 
with a baby blue sweater tied over her shoulders. She's got light wash denim jeans with I think white shoes or some, some sort of shoe. And the dog that she has with her is in a pink jumpsuit blazer, like jumpsuit, like almost like Adidas jacket kind of thing, like a sports jacket. (laughs) Now cut to 24 hours later when they go to the lie detector test, Lisa and the dog are in the same exact outfits. Same exact. Now she could have worn the same thing and put the dog in the same exact thing the next day. Theoretically possible. Completely possible. Unlikely. I wear I wear things two days in a row. You're not Lisa Vanderpump. That's what I'm saying. That's where it gets when weird. When has LVP ever worn the same outfit two days in a row? Which is like, which makes me think, did the producers write 24 hours later? Did Lisa request they put it 24 hours later? What is, why? why what's the point of lying? Who does it help? Lisa, maybe. It definitely helps Lisa. That it happens 24 hours later instead of the same day. Yeah. Because then that line feels premeditated. Which it was. Which it was. Which, honestly... I don't know why they thought they could dupe us. And here's the thing. I think part of the reason that they did it and they left it in, I think Lisa requested it or someone on her team, maybe John Sessa, maybe Ken had this idea, they brought it up to producers, they filmed everything, they expected everyone to be, or didn't expect everyone to be stupid, (laughs) or maybe didn't think that the producers were actually going to put it in. I don't know, but I feel like this is almost a play by the producers to make Lisa Vanderpump look bad. Interesting. Which I've been... I, I, this, up until this point, I've never thought this is like an attack against Lisa Vanderpump. I'm just like, Lisa Vanderpump has been like screwing up on her own and basically digging her own grave. Eddie, I love a lot of your theories, but I do not buy this at all because Lisa has such a strong working relationship with evolution, especially in regards to Vanderpump rules. So you think everyone just, everyone just slipped up. But then I think to myself... How stupid do they think the viewers are that they wouldn't notice the same exact outfit? You see what I'm saying? I mean, do they think that we're, that we're that stupid? Why couldn't Lisa I mean, change? I mean, Game of Thrones. Game, Game of Thrones did think no one was going to catch the water bottle or the <laughs> the or Starbucks thing. cup. I don't get it. I don't. I. I mean, I'm not saying that I like the producers like did try to make her look bad. I said it seems like that. Which would feed into like all these crazy Vanderpump fans that are like, oh, the show's trying to make her, like trying to bring her down. This is like Olivia Jade shit. It's like she decided to get the picture taken of her doing the rowing machine in the first place. She can't be not at fault. Here's what we do know. No matter what, production had to consent to this. And Lisa had to consent to this as well. No, there is a version of this where production edited it this way. Yeah. They included it without Lisa Vanderpump's approval or, you know, any sort of involvement, right? Yeah. They just were editing and they decided to throw it in there. Um, but how likely do you think it is that Lisa requested the 24 hours later, you know, moment? I'm going to say 75%. So you're pretty certain that Lisa was the one who tried to get that in? Uh, yeah. 
I don't think production would do it on their own because it does not benefit anyone else but Lisa Vanderpump. So here's my question. Why did production go along with this? That's the other thing is like, I think they went along with it to further play along to the storyline that Lisa Vanderpump is a mega producer of even her own drama. And maybe burn a bridge. I mean, that's where the story's going at the, you can't, you can't manip, you can manipulate the story, but I don't think they would manipulate a story that would go against the main story of the season. Okay, here's a wild. Okay, I want to hear this prediction. Then we're moving forward because we this can't be on this This isn't even a prediction, but this is a wild scenario that I think is possible. What if Lisa Vanderpump and Evolution Media's relationship gets frayed to the point in which Vanderpump Rules continues without LVP as an executive producer? They no longer need to film at Sir. That's true, and the kids have been definitely voicing their opposition to a lot of the things that she's done or has been doing. Exactly. They are starting to turn on her. They are close friends with Teddy. And they don't need Sir. The only connection to Sir at this point is Raquel, Raquel, James, and Billy. And frankly, they aren't that central uh, to the show. The show is really about the original cast. Right, I've really enjoyed James's contribution. Not enjoyed it to the point of supporting him. I enjoy the mess that he is. <laughs> I think he's high drama. Uh, but I can imagine Evolution Media wanting to take the show in a different direction, as Stassi suggested, a keeping up with the Kardashian kind of direction, where you just focus on these people who you've been basically like living with for years and years and years and maybe the drama doesn't matter you just want to see jackson Brittany have kids and Bo and stassi get married and there's going to be little to no drama you just like these people you've been around them for seven plus years and you forget sir you just go move on to the valley they all live in valley village studio city i mean you're literally like making me like have this fantasy of that this is what it's gonna happen and honestly i think it's possible i would love it but it's, anyway, uh, we'll see if anyone even addresses this besides us and those on Twitter. I think we deserve some answers. <laughs> like we're ever going to get any like like me being like, I deserve answers is going to be like, well, Eddie, as Lisa Vanderpump, I have to let you know, like, but let's talk. Let's talk about the lie detector tests. Yeah, because this, I just don't think that matters. Who cares? Who cares about the lie detector test? That's the thing. Only Lisa does. And we talk about this. It's not admissible in court. I don't care what that guy says that it's 100%. Almost 100%. I'm like, no, you're literally lying to their faces. You're lying to the viewer, the common viewer who doesn't understand this, who doesn't have the background to know that lie detector tests do not work. They do not work in court. They're not 100% accurate. If you're a good liar, I could pass a lie detector test. I feel like I'm good enough of a liar which is not something I'm proud of, but I definitely think I'm good enough of a liar to be to be able to regulate my own body to pass lie detector tests if I needed to. It's not credible enough. It's not. Like, you just have to know what it tests and know how to, like, keep your heart rate at a baseline, which is super easy if you're, as Lisa did, she took deep breaths before everything. She thought about her answer before answering because if you can regulate yourself before giving an answer, there's not going to be a peak. There's not going to be... Why are we pretending that Lisa legitimately passed this test? Look, I'm sure that guy is ethical in his normal everyday proceedings, 
But this is reality TV, and he knows this doesn't really matter. This isn't contributing to a legitimate case, let's say. Although you can't actually bring it in court, you know, sometimes lie detector tests are conducted, blah, 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 whatever. This guy has had, what, a three-decade career, he said? He's also been on literally every other reality show. It was released that he's been used for, like, Flavor of Love, Charm School, like, all these reality shows. He's just looking for screen time. You're telling me Lisa couldn't just pay him 10 grand to say whatever she wanted him to say? She didn't even need to pay him 10 grand. She got him on the show. That's all he wanted. There you go. Um, I don't think we need to get into this whole, oh, yeah, Lisa was regulating her heartbeat. She was... Okay. No, of then, course yeah. not. I mean, I agree. She it passed was staged. it. It's totally staged. She passed I don't it on even own. think Lisa actually gave the story. I don't even think we're going to see the results. But <laughs> here's the thing. I want to talk about the comments that she made about Dorit and then Erica Jane, because this has oh, been right. getting a lot of slack. And I want to hear what you have to say. I mean, so it was wrong. Lisa Vanderpump makes a comment essentially about Erica having a, not Erica, Dorit having a head transplant, which is like, we also know, duh, Eric uh, Dorit has had so much plastic surgery. Like anyone with two eyes can see this, but she makes a comment about Erica Jane tucking, which is troubling on many levels. Yeah. Um, and her fans have been coming into her defense, being like, "No, she was talking about drag stars. She wasn't talking about people who are who are trans." Um, but regardless, using it, using someone's gender as a punchline is not okay um billy lee i think was said it the right way where she was like you know lisa's always been an ally but sometimes allies do make mistakes and have slip-ups and then you need to educate and i think lisa needs to understand that what she said about erica jane was not a funny joke if she she needs to apologize maybe say you know i still have some learning to do maybe i shouldn't have said that but she won't and I hope she does. I hope she, I mean, I would hope she does, but I don't think she has that in her mind at all. I would love for Billy to confront her about it on Vanderpump rules. Maybe Lisa saw that this was going to be released and that's why Billy got brunch with Billy back. So who knows? But I mean, I was disappointed in Lisa to say the least. I completely agree. I don't think one slip up erases decades of being an ally and supporting the LGBTQ no, agreed. community, but At the same time, Lisa not only being an ally, but being a public figure and a prominent ally. And a powerful voice in a large platform. Yes. I mean, you have actually Lisa Vanderpump fans, I have to say, um, that are giving death threats to people to, like, there are very, very many prominent writers of housewife stuff that are in like Gossip magazines or whatever, you know, or they have their own podcasts and stuff like that. And these people are getting death threats because they have a public platform and they're like, Oh, Lisa did this. Lisa did that. And the LVP fans are so like blood hungry at this Hmm. point that they are willing to give death threats to people, wish diseases upon people. And it's like, it does not matter that much. It is a TV show. Look, we're, we all, are passionate about these shows and we enjoy them and it's great entertainment. Um, But there's a line. There's definitely a line. And just because you believe that Lisa has been wronged, it doesn't then give you carte blanche to, to say and do whatever the hell you want to the point of death threats and online harassment 
we are all human beings here mm-hmm. and think of the compassion you have for Lisa, right? Like mm-hmm. as a fan, if you're out there listening, you love Lisa, like you are so hurt by what you perceive to be the bullying of Lisa, right? And mm-hmm. that may be true. I think in some ways there has been a little bit of a gang up on Lisa. I think we could have a nuanced take here. Um, but do not combat the bullying. Exactly. With hyperbullying. Exactly. Like the writers are doing their job and, and they love the shows just as much as you do. And Lisa signed up for the show. She knows she's going to get criticism. She's gotten it before. Yeah. And she's withstood it like a boss, right? What was the line? Um, Throw me to the wolves. I'll come back leading the pack. It's, I think it's I'll return leading the pack. but Love it. Lisa knows the game. She has accepted it and she wants to be a part of it. Let's not go so far as to then harass people. You, these people could be traumatized by it. Be living in fear. Do you want people to be living in fear because they wrote an article? Come on. Look, we're all better than that. Um, but let's move away from Lisa because I want to talk about Camille's Hawaiian wedding. Um... They all fly on Hawaiian Airlines, which honestly, their first class looks amazing. It is Teddy and Edwin, uh, Kyle and Mauricio, Dorit and Lisa Rinna as the two single ladies. And they meet up with Camille and her family in the big island of Hawaii. Now, Camille tells the girls how Lisa did not want to come to her wedding, which we already spoke about earlier. And Kyle's upset because... It's weird that Lisa's not making the effort to be around or come around for people that are her friends. Like she, she doesn't understand why Lisa doesn't want to be a part of the group this time around. Like what's the big issue this time? I mean, she's had issues like this before she's gone on cash trips. She's been able to defend herself. Yeah. What is the deal? And I mean, Camille's right there with Kyle. She's like, at the end of the day, she's going to regret it because this is stupid that she's escalating it to this point when she could have just apologized, moved on and been there for a special day for Camille in 10 years. What's going to matter this, this story or the fact that you missed one of your best friends weddings. And I think that's where the real anger lies of everyone is like, she, she's taking it to another level that's really destroying. And I understand Lisa's like, yes, but all my friends were against me. You don't understand these people were attacking me, but it's like everyone else has been attacked in their own way. At least some point on the show, it's part of the job. I don't think I would ever, I don't know if I was on a show like this, I would get upset. But at the end of the day, like there's no one else that understands what you're going through except for these people. And those are the people that you need to at the end of the day, be like, you know what? We can fight, but we can put our differences past us because at this point, Lisa's not even looking for like a friend. She's just looking for someone who's going to be on her side. And I, I feel that just as a testament to how worried about her image she is. I know I've said this before, but I'm still having a hard time reconciling this version of Lisa and the versions of Lisa we've seen before. Season four, Lisa Vanderpump had the entire cast turn on her too. But she withstood. We'd mentioned it earlier, right? She held her ground. She fought back as best as she could. I think most people think she lost that season. But still, she was going on cast trips, going to shoots. And then the next season, she came back leading the pack, right? So I don't understand why this season it's different. I really don't get it. And I guess that's Kyle's sentiment too, right? Like, yeah, what's going on? 
and maybe that's why I'm a bit empathetic. Yeah. For Lisa, because maybe it's even deeper than we realize. We know she's going through a lot anyway, but maybe there's stuff she's going through that she's not even being upfront about. Yeah. Because it's so hurtful, it, it's so tough, and that could be affecting her too. Who knows? I mean, like I said, I'm having a hard time reconciling it. I really have no finger on the pulse of it. I don't think anyone does. I don't think we're ever going to find out unless she does come to the reunion and speaks on this. Um, but let's go back to like the fun part of Hawaii because <laughs> at the dinner, which looked amazing, by the way, which was at Camille's house, the property, yeah. her property is gorgeous. This home is amazing. Um, the food looked incredible. I want to do one of those pastas in the cheese bowls so bad. It looks yeah. so amazing. The giant bowl. Right. But Teddy has this fun game, which I thought was really cute, <laughs> where they go around and they talk about what their favorite and least favorite thing is about their their respective, you know, significant other. Rinna phoned this one in. She totally phoned this one in. Come on, Rinna. Give me something better than least favorite is that he chews blue gum. Okay, we know that's not true. Okay, those two are two freaking peas in a pod. <laughs> I'm not surprised that the only thing that annoys her is this blue gum. I... Honestly, this is a relationship I aspire to have because if the thing, only thing that bugs me is how you chew your gum, it's easy to hide a couple packs every every couple weeks. Okay, how about this? Her favorite thing about him is that he's a good person. Give us something better. Give us a little more detail. I mean, she's not going to be a Denise and be like, "Well, his slang goes way far, and I like that." Um, let, let's before we get more into this really quick let's let's talk about Denise because she just had a brief cameo this episode yeah um, wasn't very present she's filming a movie we get the whole story of Pat Patrick Muldoon <laughs> and they're a past we hear that Charlie Sheen brought a hooker to Thanksgiving classic Sheen and I just want to say that I think if they ever did like I know they tried to reboot I Dream a Genie I think with Christina Applegate and Will Ferrell like years ago um, for a movie, or no, that was Bewitched. That wasn't yeah. even I Dream a Genie. And that wasn't Christina Applegate. That was Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm all backwards up in here. But I tried my best. But I really do think Denise would make a great genie if they redid I Dream a Genie. Start the campaign. Honestly, I think she just did herself. <laughs> um, but Denise is great as always. Um, I, I love her little friendship more. with Patrick Muldoon. I, sh- sweet babe. <laughs> sweet babe. <laughs> I think it's so cute. Um, Where did that nickname come from again? Which on side of which show? Um, Super Troopers. Was it Super or Star Troopers? Trip Troopers? I have zero idea. I do not know the Denise discography as much as I should. <laughs> Filmography. <laughs> I was going to say. Filmography. All I know is um, Drop Dead Gorgeous and Wild Things. Wild Things. We all know Wild Things. I mean, I've never seen Wild Things. I was never allowed to, but I. I heard of wild things and i know the poster your parents still restrict what you watch I mean, i've never been allowed to watch wild things i mean i was i was never allowed but i'm still i'm still follow the rules <laughs> some of the times i'm pretty sure you can watch anything you want eddie i don't know anything mom and dad let me know <laughs> um let us know if eddie can watch wild things i need to know if i can see this movie or not um okay back to least favorite and most favorite um teddy says her favorite is that Edwin teases her controlling nature and makes the moments lighter, which I think is a really great thing because you need someone who can lighten the load. That was cute. Someone who will be there for you. But her least fave is that she can't control every aspect of him, which I think is the most 
petty answer that she could have is where she's so used to controlling these people's lives that are she's holding accountable and making sure that they're meeting right. these goals and requirements, but she can't do it to her own husband. <laughs> and Rinna calls it out that that's the worst answer because the favorite and least favorite is basically the same thing. You're the one who made up this game and you are not even playing by the rules. <laughs> Kyle says that her favorite thing is that Mauricio's upbeat, but her least favorite thing is that he's immature, which I find to be kind of the same thing too. Um, and I can totally see, we see later how immature Mauricio is, which yeah. we'll get into. That was actually foreshadowing. Which was really funny. Yeah. Mauricio, I actually thought gave the best answer. His least favorite thing about Kyle is that she's stubborn. And that can be a, a difficult hurdle to overcome, right? So he's not trying to shy away and say that, oh, you know, Kyle chews blue gum. It's really annoying. But he says his most favorite thing about Kyle is that she has a great sense of humor. She's an incredible mother and carer and giver, and she's just amazing. Okay. It was so it was sweet. Your favorite thing, not things, but it was but see, really, the really. Love was there. You could feel the love. You, you couldn't know, stick to one thing. They have the love. I, mean, I feel like I would be that guy. I would be sappy like this. I would be totally written. I'd be like, my favorite thing is he's nice. Least favorite thing <laughs> he's just a is good guy. the gum. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was also funny when Edwin was in the car, so they leave this dinner and they're on the way back to their um, the place that they're staying. And Edwin is like, "Yeah, you don't want that Playboy chick that everyone wants." And Lisa was like, um, "I was that Playboy chick twice. I am that Playboy chick," <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Um, but the next day, um, Edwin and Teddy actually have a really heartfelt moment because yes. Teddy is considering selling half of our company for fifty percent we see a very similar situation happening in New York with Bethany where they have yeah. the opportunity to keep the IP and keep basically control of the company, but sell half of it to someone who can lighten the load and um, help scale and help scale. Exactly. Make this so much of a greater thing. Bethany took that deal. Does not look like Teddy's going to be taking that deal. You see the difference in the two managing styles, right? Bethany is able to delegate. We've seen her delegate before, of course. She had already named a CEO. Teddy loves control. She needs to have her hands in everything all the she time. She cannot delegate. Sometimes that's a good thing because you maybe it should be in your hands fully. Um, but it could be a hindrance in some ways, right? Because think about scaling. Teddy cannot scale this by herself, Right. So sure, she owns 100%, but 50% of a company that's scaled up is worth a lot more. Could be worth a lot more. Could be. I think she's going to end up taking this, and I think Edwin is kind of supporting her in this. And, I mean, she wants to be with her kids more, and this will give her the opportunity to do so. So, I mean, as, as afraid as she is of making this deal, if Bethany would make this deal, I think I would make this deal. Or she could find a deal... That's for even better. a different amount of equity. I mean, so that's maybe what, just give up 25% or something. I mean, that's what Bethany did. Bethany used a deal to leverage for another deal to make it better. So, I mean, call it Bethany, Teddy. Figure it out. You got this. Use the housewives' connections. Um, Mauricio and Kyle also have a conversation um, <laughs> about the Umansky kids. name going to disappear? <laughs> which I think is like, it's, I mean, I don't know. I feel for him, but I, I'm so on Kyle's side here. Like, I'm not a machine. She's 50. There's no way she can have a kid now. If he really wants to have a child, they should adopt. They have the means to. They could provide a great home. 
for a kid. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. That'd be but freaking awesome. I think Porsche's I, their baby. I don't think they're going to have another. I'm just saying, if he wants True. to pass along the Umansky name, adopt. That'd be excellent. And I think clearly they're in, in different points in their lives than they were five years ago. Eight years ago. Yeah. Right? In 2010 when oh God, Kyle... Kyle wanted to have another kid after Portia. And he did not. And he did not. But as we know, um, since 2010, he has become exponentially more wealthy. You know, with the agency and whatnot, uh, they are absurdly rich now. So they can have 10 kids. They can do matter. whatever they it want. It won't impact the bottom line. Yeah. I think back in 2010, a fifth kid would have really, you know, hurt, hurt the pockets. Um, but yeah, they're not going to have another kid. So maybe they adopt. Maybe we I'm will throwing see. it out there. We will see. That'd be cool. Well, they uh, they go to dinner. <laughs> I love this next scene. This was, by the way, one of the funnier episodes we've ever gone. Hilarious. Mauricio is stoned as hell. Kyle even admits it. She's like, he's been partaking too much in the island fun. First of all, he can't remember who's getting married. <laughs> he goes on this whole speech about like, hopefully, blah, blah, blah. I don't even, I couldn't even follow what he was saying. No one else at the table could. I think it is so, so funny to kind of see the housewives let loose. I mean, I think this season... And the house husbands. And the house husbands. I think, well, weed and marijuana is now legal in California. It is not legal in Hawaii. (laughs) So I think that's why they couldn't be like, oh yeah, he was like smoking or ate something or whatever. But we do know that the Vanderpump kids, Vanderpump Rules kids are super into this right now. They went to Med Men a couple seasons ago. Yeah, but I think they're going to be a lot more into it this season because I know a lot of them are... I mean, even Jax is like, I've been drinking less because I've been substituting for this because, I mean, and it's probably healthier for him. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's better. better. for the liver. Yeah. I mean, but I think like we're going to be, I think this is a, a turn in what we're going to be seeing, like the normalization of this on television. Right. Which is very weird because it's just different because I mean, in, in a sense, it's the same as like alcohol. It's some kind of like intoxicant and you would see, I mean, we see alcohol everywhere. Like alcohol is like all over TV. We see cigarettes. We see like, you know, all this stuff, but like this is very taboo. So I thought it was really funny to see. And I feel like it's a very Beverly Hills, California thing. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was like, I don't think any other housewife franchise would do this besides maybe Miami. (laughs) But the Beverly Hills ladies are also pretty well known to keep things like clean. Yeah. So it's a little messy. And maybe they're getting messier, right? We saw them going camping and talking about their sex lives a lot more openly than we've ever seen them talk about their sex lives. All the happy endings, but (laughs) nothing is messier than the lie that Kyle told to reveal that Lisa Vanderpump was doing the lie detector test. Let's talk about lies. This was the biggest lie of the season. I'm sorry. I don't care about Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy. Alexia's friend was burglarized, and so since the construction worker were there during the burglary, they decided to let them go to a lie detector test, and... At the lie detector test, they saw Lisa Vanderpump on the same day at the same place. No, the producers told you that Lisa Vanderpump took a lie detector test. You just had to make up a story about it. They couldn't come up with a better story? It would have been so much better if, oh my gosh, my friend was at the lie detector test yeah. like office because their home was burglarized. They happened to see Lisa Vanderpump there getting a lie detector test as well. This whole thing about Alexia's friend, the construction workers, like it's so bizarre. No construction crew would go take a lie detector test. They would just up and leave. 
No, they would never, which is why this is... As we've explained, has no bearings on anything. Like, it doesn't actually tell you whether something is true or false. What are they going to do with that information? Oh, it looks like uh, you may be lying here, so you owe us for everything that was stolen. What? This was the absolute dumbest lie I've ever heard. It's bizarre. It's so weird. (laughs) Well... Has anyone it does called get, out Kyle for this? I uh, yeah, a lot of people on the okay. internet. Okay, has she uh, said anything about no. this? Okay, because she can't because it was the producers. Uh, but this gets the ladies talking about the lie detector test and how bizarre it is and how the lie is not even the source of the problem. The real lie, the real issue is is how Lisa calculated and created this scene where Dorit was basically put on blast. And that's what they're really upset about is that someone who they considered a friend was willing to throw someone else under the bus because they were upset. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the show progresses. I, we thought Lisa Vanderpump was going to be gone after two episodes ago. She's still sticking around. I don't know if we'll see any more of her. It seems like they're going to throw in a scene or two here and there. I don't want to see any more of that freaking John Cesa. Cesa. I hate him so much. I hate him so much. Your I used to be John so, is my favorite. I used feud. to be so into, so into John Cesa. Used I used to was call like, him Hot John. I used to call him the Hot John. Now he's just like, oh my God. So bad. I hate it. But I mean, we will keep you guys up to date with everything that is happening on Beverly Hills. All you guys have to do is subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys want to make sure you don't miss a single episode, and we have a Housewives history coming up that is a very special edition because it has to do with Lisa Vanderpump Hmm. and the Vanderpump Rules kids because we are doing Vanderpump Rules Season 2. It is fantastic. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and we're on Instagram by searching Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. Armin, how can people find you on social? At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Eddie underscore Strata. We will see you guys next time.